Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. You take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and to pay attention to what's directly in front of you. Hello, my name is Rachel Wheelie, a human in the world, tramping a leafy cycle path in SW19 under a sky which is a little bit grey in Miz a little bit colder than I feel it was yesterday. This is episode 12, series 21 of Walk the Pod. Welcome along. Hello, Rich. It's Helen. I've not done this for ages. Um, I'm on my headphones and on a busy road. So I'm kind of walking along the other It is... 8.37 in the morning on a Saturday, and I'm doing my weekly walk up the hill to go to boot camp, which I've been doing since June, every week, pretty much. Missed a couple for holidays and a couple of illness moments, but otherwise, every week on a Saturday, at 8.45, I am running around the park where I live, and then throwing medicine booze about, etc. Um... It's a lovely morning. It's warm. Autumn leaves are everywhere. I've just enjoyed listening to your latest episode, so I thought I would check in with a little message. Have a lovely weekend. Love you. Bye. Thank you, Hell Babes. If you didn't hear that, uh, because Helen was walking next to a busy road when she recorded it, she was saying that she was on her way to boot camp at 8.37am where she would be running around the park and throwing medicine balls around. Which, which makes me think, like, why, why are those things called medicine balls? What's that all about? I'm sure there's a, there'll be an interesting anecdote there, I would imagine, to explain why they're called medicine balls Um, which reminds me of this lovely thing I was thinking about the other day about how we've got to a point where a lot of humans are separated from being connected with nature these days and what we've done instead is we've recreated the labour that we used to do in the fields in sort of exercise factories which are dotted around the place where we go and we pretend that we're doing manual labour using medicine balls and machines made of steel and so on. It is rather silly, really. And I wanted to talk to you today about... uh, how walking amongst trees is a, is a reminder of our brief time on the planet. So I've turned round, having walked through the foresty bit, to go back to the foresty bit so that I can record this whole bit of the podcast underneath ginormous trees, which are probably over 100 years old. I would imagine. 
I've been reading Rebecca Solnit's Orwell's Roses, where she talks about how in her hometown, growing up in America, giant redwood trees were often used as a sort of historical artefact. They would chop a giant redwood down, which is kind of sacrilegious in itself, really. And then they would mark on the rings of the giant redwood tree, the birth of Jesus Christ and various other things, various wars. And it's very moving to think that these giant redwood trees have just stood in the midst of all of this human history, simply reaching out and down while we scurry around like self-obsessed ants. I was listening to an episode of the Long Time Academy this morning in which they were talking about doing a deep time walk. Now, the deep time walk is a very interesting idea. The Earth is 4.6 million years old. Now, I'm just going to I'm going to have to fact check that, bodies. Hang on. How old is the Earth? Is it million or is it billion? It's rather important if it's, if it's million or billion. How old is the Earth? Oh, there we go. Thank you, Google. It is, uh, in fact, 4.6 billion years old. <laughs> Thank you. So the deep time walk... Uh, is a 4.6 kilometre walk in which each metre that you walk represents a thousand years. And over the 4.6 kilometres, you think about the timeline of the Earth's existence and what has happened as you walk across every metre. And I really like that idea. I would like to go on a deep time walk I'm actually wondering whether the Walk the Pod Walking Club would like to do a te- deep time walk. We have another, another date in the diary to do an IRL walk, which will be in January. Perhaps we could do that as a deep time walk, ending in the pub. <laughs> I, could, I could work up a 4.6 kilometre route and I could record an audio deep time walk for us to listen to while we walk it potentially if you'd be interested I think I think it would be fascinating to try that Uh, please let me know In one of the episodes of this uh, Deep Time Academy podcast that I have become completely obsessed with, sorry, Long Time Academy podcast, they were talking about marshmallow brain versus acorn brain. And uh, this won't be the first time I've brought uh, an analogy to you about how my brain works. I find it much easier to understand how my brain works. In fact, if there are animals involved or, in this case, inanimate objects involved, Marshmallow brain is uh, an indication of 
the fact that a lot of the time we're working on quite short time frames, as I was talking about yesterday, in fact, marshmallow brain refers to the experiment that was done in the 60s where kids were asked to hold off from eating a marshmallow on the basis that they would get another one if they waited a bit longer. And there was all kinds of theories about what it meant if kids didn't wait and so on and so on. And I suppose the point that they're trying to make is that we're all on marshmallow brain a lot of the time. Um, And this scientist on the podcast also pointed out that we are quite unique as humans in our ability to get beyond marshmallow brain. He gave the example of chimpanzees. Chimpanzees will quite often take a stick from a tree and strip all the leaves off it in order to poke the stick into a termite nest. And that's seen as a sign of their intelligence. But what they don't do is they don't spend 20 minutes stripping the leaves off a load of sticks and then, and then uh, you know, put them somewhere for use later. They only do one for the task they're about to complete. And that uh, is in stark kind of difference to humans who have a slightly more acorn brain i.e we're prepared to plant an acorn and wait for it to grow we are prepared to prepare six or seven sticks in order to use one today one tomorrow and so on and that makes us unique in the animal kingdom and just more stuff about sort of thinking a bit more long term but but of course what the long time academy wants us to do is to think super long term What are the consequences of the actions that I take today, seven generations from now? Wowzer. It's uh, quite a challenge, really. What can I see directly in front of me? There's a magpie in that tree. Uh, There's a tree just ahead of me and a magpie fluttering from uh, one of the lower branches up to some of the higher branches and then back down again, weirdly. Quite sure what it's trying to achieve there. As you can hear, there are children playing in the Wimbledon Chase primary school playground. And I read about another podcast actually that was made over lockdown where some people were recording some soundscapes from all around the UK. And they were saying how it's just as important to consider the soundscape in a in a place as it is to look at the view and i've certainly listened to the psychopath as much as i've looked at it i think i like to think that in any case there's a person walking away from me in a barber jacket with a satchel slung over their left shoulder Black trousers, black shoes, in case you're interested. A um, lot, of, lot of kind of slightly more sickly greens and yellows now amongst the trees. And I can see a line of bollards made of concrete in front of me. First three. And then the second three, I can see through the gap 
in a litter bin, which has three cigarette butts stubbed out on the roof, as you do. like to send me a walking report or a voice note with a response to anything I've said or anything anyone else has said or just your thoughts or what you can see directly in front of you as I walk over a Tropicana sensation box seems to be full of pineapple juice or it was at one point go to walkthepot.com and leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice I would very much like to hear from you, particularly if you're somebody who hasn't left a voice note on the show before. Don't be shy. Dana, I'm talking to you. Uh, Go to walkthepod.com, press the button mark message, leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice, you will not regret it. Um, Alternatively, if you really don't like leaving voice notes, you can email rach at rachelwheelie.com with anything you want to talk to me about. If you'd like to join the Walk the Pod Walking Club and seize the last of the fullfact.org special offer, don't be a dick enamel pins, you can do that by going to rachelwheelieisfunny.com. You've got about three days left to do that. And I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you very much indeed for walking with me as ever. And take care of your beautiful mind. <laughs>